Hello, everybody out there in skincare land. Thank you for joining us on Dermaglow Skincare HQ. My name is Eric Christensen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Jonk, founder and president of Aesthetic Solutions and Dermaglow. Today is episode number 10, and we are talking about what crystals should you buy and why. I have spent the last 20 years working alongside some amazing entrepreneurs and helping to launch and build out several businesses in that time. I have been involved with early stage internet companies in the e-commerce and information security space dating back to 1999 and developed a deep knowledge and passion for digital marketing along the way. Over the last 10 years, I've had the privilege to call Brian Jonk a personal friend. And I've had a front row seat watching and learning from this amazing entrepreneur as he managed and grew several businesses in the skincare and beauty industry. Brian is a pioneer in the aesthetic field and a 30-year entrepreneur building out companies in this industry. Brian and I have come together to produce this podcast, which is dedicated to helping estheticians, skincare, and medical professionals stay informed as well as provide a platform for our audience to share best practices and experiences. We truly hope to have all of you participate with feedback, special requests for content, and develop this platform as a place where you can spend time learning, sharing, and growing your business to its fullest potential. We have some terrific guests lined up to join us over the coming weeks and months, and we hope you stop by frequently to listen and participate. All devices and treatments are not created or administered equally. The number one thing we hope for you is that you find our show entertaining, informative, and helpful as you grow your business and serve your clients at the highest level. Welcome to Dermaglow Skincare HQ. Brian, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? Yeah, doing just fine. So uh, continuing on with our series, I think this would be episode 10. And we're going to talk about some subject matter that we hear a lot about, and we know there's a lot of confusion about in the market, and that's related to crystals and the different uh, um, uses or types of crystals and other options. Would you like to take us through it? Sure. Well, you know, Eric, most microdermabraders suck. Well, <laughs> what I mean is most microdermabraders are designed to pull crystals through the device, through a handpiece, across the skin to gently abrade the skin surface. And that takes with it the dead skin tissue and the oils and the debris that can dull the skin over time and clog pores. Um, actually, I should mention that some of the early microdermabrasion devices actually sprayed crystals across the skin with technology that's similar to uh, the sandblasters. Uh, that you might hear about out there. And these devices could use, they were cheaper and they were available on the market, but they turned out to be pretty darn messy, uh, spraying crystals all over the room. So I, I mention that because I understand there are a few manufacturers that may be bringing these spray type micro, microdermabrasion devices back to the market and just keep your eyes open for those. Right. Um, so over the years, you know, manufacturers have tried to differentiate their microdermabrasion devices uh, by using different crystals. You know, we've uh, seen aluminum oxide, also known as corundum, uh, which is a form of ruby. Uh, we see microdermabraders that have used salt or sodium bicarbonate. There's even a machine on the market for years, still maybe, that sprayed walnut husks. I think the manufacturers were really looking for that organic label 
for their crystals. <laughs> right. What's next? Tree bark? <laughs> I'm sure they'll see uh, just about everything over time. Um, so, you know, the ideal microdermabrasion crystal is very hard, so it doesn't fracture when it's going through the unit um, and or when it impacts the skin. Uh, generally, it should have a very consistent size and shape, and that allows, as we mentioned in earlier videos, air to pass through the crystals, carry them through the airstream, and distribute that evenly. And it allows for a more consistent treatment so that the crystals are doing the same thing every time they impact the skin. Uh, an ideal microdermabrasion crystal is dry. You know, if these crystals have any moisture in them, they tend to clump, and yet that results in clogging problems or inconsistent crystal flow through the devices. And I think one of the more important things is they shouldn't be soluble in water. A lot of crystals that back to salt and sodium bicarbonate, you know, when the crystals impact the skin, they can be absorbed into the skin and affect skin chemistry. And that can lead to all kinds of problems, cause irritation, swelling, or worse. So, you know, you, you really gotta keep your eye out for those types of things with the crystals. Yeah, those are considerations we haven't heard a lot about from our customers, and one would have to presume because we've got that engineered out. Is that a fair assessment? Yes. I mean, for the reasons above, we've really determined that aluminum oxide, also known as corundum, which is a form of ruby, is the ideal microdermabrasion crystal. Uh, even though it has aluminum in the name, there's no aluminum in aluminum oxide. It's a crystal that grows on and around uh, aluminum. Aluminum oxide is one of the hardest materials on earth. It's rated it as a Mo9, and Mo is the, the way they rate hardness in, in crystals. A diamond, as an example, is rated Mo10, and you know how hard uh, diamonds are. Uh, you know, because it's so hard, that means it doesn't, uh, it doesn't fracture as it, it goes through the machine. And as I mentioned, aluminum oxide is not water-soluble. It's a natural crystal, and it's not going to have any effect on the skin chemistry. Um, what's interesting, though, is there's significant variances even in aluminum oxide that's sold on the marketplace. It depends on you know, where the crystal is mined and how it's packaged. A lot of the aluminum oxide crystals on the market these days are mined in Asia. They're less expensive as in everything that comes from Asia. But you run into problems. You find very high moisture content. A lot of those crystals can be up to, you know, almost 2 or 3% moisture. Uh, they can contain high levels of impurities, including water-soluble contaminants, and we discussed that earlier. And they contain high levels of dust and fine particles. And as we've mentioned, those, that dust and fine particles tends to pack between the crystals and cause clogging problems. Um, Aluminum oxide crystals are, are usually uh, sold in two primary sizes, measured at 110 microns and 120 microns. A micron is a millionth of a meter. So you can imagine those are pretty tiny crystals. When crystals are measured in microns, the larger the measurement, the larger the crystal. In the marketplace, you also see crystals sold by grit size. Grit is an old measurement uh, that they use for sandpaper. 
And grit, when you see a grit measurement, that means how many of those little particles will fit in a square, a standardized square on a piece of sandpaper as an example. So a lot of manufacturers you'll see will confuse micron and grit. And they'll tell you they're selling you 110 or 120 grit crystals when in actuality, if they were, that would mean almost the, the particle size would be 160 or 200 microns or almost double the size of most microdermabrasion crystals. So be very careful when you're looking for microdermabrasion crystals that you follow the manufacturer's lead, but generally the ideal crystal size is between 110 and 120 microns. And in general, the larger the crystal, the more aggressive the procedure. Got it. Well, that's quite a lot to get your head around there. So let me try to summarize. There's, it's, it's inverted then, right? So we've got the larger the grit, the higher the actual measurement of that grit with the microns. Is that the way to think about it? Actually, I, I confused even you, Eric. I think it's the opposite. So well, I said it the reverse. That's right. So it's, it's the, the lower the higher the grit, the lower the micron measurement. That's right, because you got to think of it, and when they're measuring grit, it's how many of those little particles will fit in, say, in a square centimeter. So, in micron is actually a size. That's a thousandth of a meter. So, the bigger, the more microns, the bigger the particle. The more grit, the more particles will fit in that little square. So, you're right. It's an inverse relationship. Okay, and I just said it wrong the first time. Yeah, okay, well, good. So that's, uh, hopefully that's clear to the folks out there. Um, ultimately, follow your manufacturing guidelines. And for the Dermaglow, how does, how does that equate? Well, again, we use, uh, we use 120 micron aluminum oxide crystals. We found that to be the ideal crystal for the use. Um, but what, a couple other things you need to look out for with microdermabrasion crystals that are very important is the way they're packaged. When you find microdermabrasion crystals out in the marketplace, you'll see them packaged in bags. That's one of the lower cost methods of purchasing crystals. Uh, you'll see them packaged in wide mouth jars, buckets, and pails, all the way up to 25 pound pails of crystals. And probably more commonly, in various sizes and shapes of bottles, up to 32, 40-ounce type bottles. Uh, just to give you some features and benefits of the different packaging and what you'd look out there, look out for there, is if you think about it, in a bag, they're usually four or five pounds in those bags. If most microdermabrasion devices have small little crystal canisters with a tiny little hole to pour those crystals in, so you buy your crystals in a bag. As soon as you open that bag, first thing that's going to happen is that's going to expose those crystals to moisture. And you're pouring those, trying to pour those crystals into your little crystal canister, and that's problematic. So in general, I would suggest you stay away from crystals packaged in bags. They're messy. They, as they sit around, they're attracting moisture. So I can offer them with those wide mouth jars, buckets, and pails. Again, you order a 25-pound bucket of crystals, you may as well have a forklift there to move it around. That's not very convenient. Uh, they're hard to pour, hard to carry. And again, just like bags, once you've opened that, can that canister, that large canister, 
they're exposed to moisture and we know that the spa environment is a high moisture environment. So I highly recommend when you're looking for crystals, look for convenient sized bottles of crystals. Okay, well that makes good sense. And the way we package our crystals is in the canister, a sealed canister that's easily, um, or a sealed bottle that's easily put into the canister that ultimately is gonna only have a very short window for moisture, if any at all. Right, the Dermaglow is actually even uh, a little engineered a little differently than that because the bottle, the bottles we sell in come with a little pop top. So you pop that top, you drop the Dermaglow bottle as is right in our uh, the Dermaglow 2 receiver, and you never have to pour the crystals between the bottle and the cartridge. Uh, so that keeps the crystals from being exposed to, exposed to moisture and allows for easy storage and uh, ease of use when you're, when you're adding a new bottle of crystals. So at Dermaglow, we have 99.6% natural, pure aluminum oxide, corundum ruby crystals. They're sourced from Austria, not Asia, so that gives them a low moisture content, high purity. Uh, they're milled to be very uniform in size and shape, and we've talked about that, so that gives you consistent treatment and keeps, uh, reduces the clogging. You get very little, if no, dust and contaminants. And as we mentioned, they're packed in their four-pound bottles to minimize uh, exposure to moisture in the spa environment. So. You know, it's one thing to keep in mind uh, when you're using, when you're having problems with your microdermabrasion unit, no matter whose unit you have, is to consider crystals first. Try a high quality crystal before you give up on your microdermabrasion machine. That might mean that you have to vacuum out the existing crystals first, but crystals really can make a difference. And as you've heard, there's a lot to that purchasing decision. Good, good. Well, you know, I guess there's a few takeaways here. And so, you know, crystals, you know, clearly impact the, uh, you know, performance of the machine over time, reducing clogging with higher quality crystals, a better um, result with the treatment on the client. And ultimately, it's a good indicator with the manufacturer and their uh, determination of what crystals would be appropriate to tell you something about the quality of that machine as well. Makes sense. Good. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in here. And uh, again, like, subscribe, comment, let us know uh, what else we can, uh, you know, introduce to you on the program and uh, help you within your practice and growing your business. Uh, thanks again. Talk soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Another episode of Dermaglow Skincare HQ in the books. Tell us what you think. It really matters to us. We're building this podcast for you, our customers and listeners, and we want to hear back. So please do write comments and subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, Dermaglow Skincare HQ. We'll do our best to keep the content fresh and meaningful. Our hope is that we can support you in every aspect of your aesthetic skincare business. Everything from providing educational support on the various elements of the devices you use to helping you make informed buying decisions. Ryan and I have been busy the last several months assembling the digital marketing assets needed to support you beyond just equipping you with top performing machines. Because we know firsthand that the digital elements you need to succeed in your business are very, very important. 
Dermaglow Digital is here and ready to support you now. Join our Facebook group, The Six Figure Esthetician, and connect with other estheticians, skin care, and microdermabrasion professionals. Book a call or tell us how we can help you in your business. Our team can not only equip you with the best microdermabrasion machine in the world, but also ensure your success with our digital marketing team who will build out everything from your website, online scheduling, sales funnels, chatbot sequences, and all the attraction and engagement tools you need to drive your business today. Tune in again as we uncover little-known facts and trends and marketing strategies that will help you continue to stay ahead and grow your business. Our community is growing, and we hope you'll join us and let us join you on your journey to the top. Our Dermaglow Hero program is waiting for you. Click the link below and subscribe to our channel and let us know how we can serve you best.